Abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your mind as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of Twitter and the despicable hypocrisy of much of the left. Hello, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to my podcast channel, dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, avoid superficiality, and above all, to unceasingly question instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, for this is the path of Socrates. My friends, you notice in my title I put the despicable hypocrisy of much of the left, not all of the left, because not everybody who is a leftist is a despicable hypocrite. But there are more than enough to go around of that despicable variety. I was looking back in the recent past year ago, whatever, and thinking about Twitter. Do you remember when Trump was banned from Twitter and one, I don't know, Marjorie Taylor Greene and many, many other, oh, not to mention, not to mention, and these are the most important bans, doctors like Peter McCullough uh, and Dr. Zelenko and, well, uh, uh, Michael Yeadon and so many who were warning us of the dangers of the vaccines and they were kicked off of Twitter. Now, what did the left say about this? Well, I, I even talked to people who said, well, you know, Twitter is a private company. So, you know, you don't have to have freedom of speech there. It's their company. If they want to ban those people, that's the right to do so. With the little halos over their head, right? Oh, that's perfectly all right. Of course they can, because Twitter is a private company. So what happens then? What happened a few months ago? Well, a very rich man, Elon Musk by name, buys Twitter. Right? And he reinstates these people. Notice he doesn't then ban the left. He doesn't censor the left. What he does is brings back free speech. And what are they saying now? Are they saying, well, we don't, we don't like to have free speech, <laughs> uh, but, but after all, Twitter's a private company. No, now they're saying he shouldn't be owning Twitter. We hate him. Uh, why, what's he doing? What's he doing? These people are such despicable hypocrites. They're reminded of what a good friend of mine said, said, David, what are we going to do with these leftists when this is all over? Because they keep causing problems. These people are like they're insane or just totally evil. And I have to say, uh, it's a good question to say, well, we have to learn to get along with them somehow or another. But how do you get along with people that are so low and so vile and are such rats that on the one hand, they justify uh, doing away with freedom of speech and a huge platform like Twitter saying, well, it's a private company. They can do it. Dorsey can do whatever he wants. Why aren't they saying the same with Elon Musk? And once again, Elon Musk is not banning them. He's just, he's just making it open for more people. He's unbanning the people. That seems like a good thing to me. So why are they so up in arms against Elon Musk and they hate him and he should never, he's never bought Twitter? Hey, it's a private company, people. When you have a private company, you do whatever you want. And if one of you leftists owns Twitter, you're going to take away our freedom of speech, aren't you now? Because that's what you were doing. But if somebody like Elon Musk has Twitter, then then freedom of speech will be there again, very constitutionally. It will be there. And you're against that, though. You're a bunch of despicable hypocrites. I know, no, excuse me, audience. I know the people listening to me aren't in that group. Probably none of these despicable hypocrites are listening to me because they hear me say three sentences and they'd want to ban me from, from the world. But nonetheless, these are things you can say to your leftist friends. Say, wait a minute, weren't you saying before that the Twitter's a private company? 
and they should be able to do what they want because that doesn't fall in the Constitution. Of course, other details are emerging. Like a bunch of FBI agents, and this has come out, uh, Elon Musk has discovered this, uh, and other government, people working for the government, pressuring Twitter and telling them, ban this person, ban that person. Oh, so now we have people in government who are trying to get rid, who are trying to get rid of freedom of speech, aren't we now? This is totally against the Constitution, because that's not a private company, that's the government colluding with the private company to suppress freedom of speech. What do you say about that leftist? Do you think all these people should go to prison? I do. I do. All the FBI agents involved in that should go to prison. Any politicians involved in that that were telling Dorsey, yes, ban Trump, do this, they should all go to prison. Violation of freedom of speech, they have violated their oath to the Constitution, which they all took. So they should all go to prison, right? My leftist friends, and you out there that aren't leftists, like I said, my audience is not generally leftist, though in some ways I'm very, what you could say, leftist in a sense. That is, I don't live in any box. I don't live in the right box or the left box. I live in my box, and that's a very expansive box, <laughs> much bigger than, than that of 99.999% of the population, I guarantee you. I judge the issues on their merits and on what is ethical and on what is reasonable, and not on whether, oh, that's to the right, well, I'm going to be for that, or that's to the left, I'm going to be for that, but these people are fools. These people are simply fools. And this is a despicable hypocrisy that, that really angers me. It disgusts me totally. And yet I'm sure you know people like that too. That when Trump was banned, you might have said to somebody at work, what, they shouldn't ban, oh, well, but Twitter's a private company. They can do whatever they want. Well, why aren't they singing that song anymore? Because it's not in their interest because they're despicable hypocrites. And that's what you say. I tell them that to their face. If I ever get, well, next time I have a conversation, one says something like that, something that, to tick me off, I'll say, you know, you're a despicable hypocrite and this is why. Isn't it disgusting, though? But now we're going to see what else comes out of Twitter. <laughs> Ooh, hold on to your seats there. Because let me tell you, I'm not even sure if it was Elon Musk that paid all that money for Twitter. Because Elon Musk is working for the Alliance, working with the Alliance. No doubt about it at this point. No doubt about it. And the things that are going to be revealed are going to be monumental, let me tell you. They're going to serve as a basis for all kinds of prosecutions in the future. All kinds of evidence coming. Just that, that you have FBI agents, think about that, FBI agents who swore an oath to the Constitution that includes the First Amendment freedom of speech. And there they are behind the scenes talking to Dorsey or some of his minions there at Twitter. Yeah, why don't you ban this account and get this and, and uh, shadow ban this person and take away, you know, a million followers of this person. Can you imagine that? This is so much against the Constitution that those agents belong fired, first of all, and in prison, second of all. They have violated their oath, the Constitution. You think about that. Whether you're right or left, you just think about that. And if you're an honest leftist, you'll say, yep, David, you're right. They belong in prison. And I will tell you this. If they were banning at Twitter all the people to the left, Obama, Hillary Clinton, etc., it turns out FBI agents were doing it. I would say, yep, they belong in prison. Because I see things from above, not in a partisan way. And if you violate the Constitution like that, you collude. As a, somebody working for the government, you collude. With, uh, with huge, powerful private companies to take away the Americans' freedom of speech, you belong in prison. And I don't care who you were doing it against, whether it's Obama or Trump or whatever, but let's see, leftists aren't like that. They want what they want, like little children, like three and four-year-olds. You know what it's like. 
A little three-year-old says when father says, what would you like for a birthday? Daddy, I want a pony. Well, son, I'm sorry, but to have a pony, it costs a lot of money. First of all, then you have to have a stable, have to live in the country. We live in the city here. We don't have much money. But I want a pony. Well, no, no, son. We'll get you a little toy pony. I don't want a toy pony. I want a real pony. But but listen, Johnny, uh, you're almost four years old now. You have no, daddy isn't rich. And, well, I don't care. Then daddy should be rich. I want my pony. That's what the left is like. They want what they want. And one, one woman even said to me, we're talking about election fraud. I convinced her we asked to vote fraud. She said, well, I really don't care. As long as Trump's not president, I don't care if it's election fraud. In other words, what she was really saying, although I'm sure she wasn't thinking, I'm a totalitarian. I don't care about free and fair elections. I just want what I want. I don't want that Trump. And so no matter what they do, is fine with me. And a lot of people think like that. What are these people? Fools, hypocrites? They're really closet totalitarians. They're like little kids. I want what I want, and I don't care. I don't care, Daddy, if, if, you're, if you don't have much money. Buy me that pony every week. I have to sell the house. Yeah, that's what little three-year-olds are like, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, whatever, right? And that's what so many on the left are like. We want what we want. You know, it's on the abortion issue. Abortion's a good issue to debate. I see the point about women's rights. I understand that. But you ever notice the left, they always say, yes, the right the, the anti-abortion people, they want to take away women's rights. Well, they're not listening to the anti-abortion people. The anti-abortion people don't say, we want to take away women's rights. We say the fetus is a, is a living human being, and we don't think they should be murdered like that. But the left never wants to talk on that level, because there are two viewpoints here. The one is women's rights, and I'll, I'll be glad to talk about that. The other is the fact that a fetus is a human being. They say, oh, it's not a human being. You ever hear anything so stupid in your life? What is a being? A rock is a being. Anything alive is, is, is a living being, right? It could be a little bug. It could be a flea, and it's a living being. So it's a being. What kind of being is it? Well, it's not a flea, the, the human fetus. It's not a flea. It's not a dog. It's not an elephant. It's not a plant. It's a human. So therefore, it's a human being, and it's alive. <laughs> and it's also innocent, because what, what could it do before it's born? People only start committing those terrible sins and crimes after the born. Last I looked. So it's the willful planned destruction of, of, of innocent human beings. That's what abortion is. And that's the point that the right is making. The left is making a point of what woman should be allowed to do with her body what she wants. And that's also worth uh, valuing as a point and thinking about and talking about. But then whenever you have a debate, you should, you should listen to what the other side's saying and deal with that. But they don't want to do that because they know they're going to lose then. They know then they're going to lose the debate. And I've had a lot of debates about abortion. I've won every single one. <laughs> Some get really mad at me, but I've won every single one because they say, look, it is a living human being. I prove it to them. It's obviously a living human being. It's obviously innocent. But they don't want to say, if they were honest, they, if they're really honest, they would say, well, yes, it's, a live, it's an innocent living human being, but we don't care. We don't care. We think it should be killed just because a woman, if it's inconvenient for her, even though uh, unless they believe in the Virgin Mary, no woman has ever just gotten pregnant like that because it just happened, right? She always decides to do something. But at this point, they say, oh, what about rape? Abortion must be like because of rape. But that's a small, per that's probably less than 1%. I think it's like 1%, no, 0. Point some percent of all the abortions. I said one time to uh, one, some leftist person I knew, I said, well, okay, let's do this. If there was a rape, she went to the police and all that, then she can have an abortion. If not, she can, oh, no, we don't want that. Well, why not, I said. You just said about rape. Oh, no, all women should be allowed to. In other words, they throw in the rape card uh, just to try to win, win the debate, as if they could do that against me. 
See, these people that debate with me, they have no idea who they're up against. They have no idea. <laughs> Seriously, no brag, just facts. They have no idea who they're up against. They think with such stupid arguments that they're, they're going to get the better of me. <laughs> and that's, that's when you know when you're dealing with fools, right? Once again, it's like the gunfighter. It's like Marshall Dillon on Gunsmoke or Paladin on Afghan Will Travel, if you've ever seen those old westerns. And then this young whippersnapper who's so fast with a gun. He's only 19, but he's in practice five years old. He wants to kill the marshal who's the fastest. What happens? The marshal always kills him, <laughs> but they don't realize who they're up against. It's kind of like that, but on a debate level here, right? Or it's like the, the guy that almost became Golden Gloves boxer in Cleveland, and he goes in the bar and starts a fight with Mike Tyson. Well, that's not going to end well for him. Well, it's not going to end well for the guy, right? <laughs> It really makes me laugh. I don't even think I'm arrogant. I'm just realistic. But I've been debating abortion since I was, what, 16, 17 years old. I've never lost a debate. And not because I'm some kind of super genius either, just because I'm right. <laughs> I've thought it through. And I know the arguments. But see, that's the thing. On all these issues, especially people on the left, it seems like they don't see the other side. A lot on the right don't either. They only see their own point of view. So they're not so good at debate because they don't know what the other is really saying. So whether it's abortion, whether it's this with Twitter, oh, no, it's a private company. They should be able to do whatever they want. But then Elon Musk takes over and does whatever he wants, which is give us back freedom of speech. And suddenly, oh, that's terrible. He's like a criminal. Well, he's like, really? Really? I'm telling you people in this journey of mine doing these podcasts and just following the news the last few years, well, with the news and behind the scenes especially, I have to be careful not to become a total misanthrope, you know, somebody who just hates people in general, because I've seen so much hypocrisy, so much stupidity, and not just on the left. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I have to be fair. When I hear these people on the right saying things like, well, it's terrible, and with the pandemic, and yes, there is a pandemic, and yes, they are murdering people, and that was part of their plan. They're weakening people's immune systems with the jabs. This is why, I give you a little update here. In Germany, there's some big choir. I think it's Germany or Austria, one of those German-speaking countries. And they had a series of Christmas concerts planned, right? The choir has, I think it was 69 people. 43 are sick, so they cancel all the concerts. 43 out of 69 are sick. Oh, really? They didn't say what the people had. Well, if it's COVID, you'd say, well, all those people were vaccinated. People in choir are practically all vaccinated. And in Germany, Austria, the majority are vaccinated. So why would they get COVID if they're all vaccinated? Oh, that's right, because the shots don't work, which is what people like Michael Yeadon and Peter McCullough were saying last year, but they were all censored for saying that. Oh, now it's coming out. And my wife told me that this uh, Borla, this guy, the CEO of Pfizer, that he said the other day, uh, well, that really the thing is that he believed what people like Fauci were saying, you know, he believed what some doctors were saying, you know, he didn't. Now he realizes the vaccines maybe aren't so good for people, uh, but he, he didn't know that. Yes, yeah, sure, he didn't know that. Oh, my God. This is one of the guys I would bet he's guilty enough to be executed in the end for crimes against humanity, almost certainly. But now, like little rats leaving the sinking ship, they're going to say, well, but, but we didn't know that the, uh, yeah, sure, we didn't do enough experimentation. And sure, we were trying to silence and ruin the reputations of doctors who were pointing out how dangerous these things are. But we didn't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I've, I mean, to execute somebody is really strong stuff. But let me tell you, there's, there are going to be people executed, and I'll be glad when they are. No, I won't be rejoicing. I'll be sad in my heart because it's sad that people are so evil sometimes that they deserve to be executed. I'm not one of those 
fools that's outside the prison. Oh, what time is it? Five to six? Oh, that, that monster's going to die? Yeah, yeah, let's have a party. I think that's disgusting. I think that's disgusting. But nonetheless, when you commit crimes of a certain t size, such as this one, or such as the Nazis did, pretty much the same thing, really. When you plan genocide and you carry it out, now they've, they're carrying it out more cleverly than ever before, you deserve the death penalty. And I will debate that with anybody, <laughs> with anybody, with Jesus Christ himself, uh, and, and this boil of how disgusting. But uh, in any case, we're going to be seeing a lot of this uh, hypocrisy among people that aren't known as well. Just wait till the leftists in, in future years say, oh, yes, I knew those vaccines were dangerous. And then you can remind them, though, thank God for Facebook there. You can say, wait a minute, though. But on this date in 2021, you were criticizing me because I was against vaccines, calling me a fool and, and, a, and a stupid conspiracy theorist. What do you say to that? Oh, I'm going to remind them. Believe me, I'm going to remind them. And you should, too. They should be reminded of their superficiality, their stupidity, and their vicious nature. Because I believe, that especially in things scientific, you should always hear the other side. In the, in the abortion issue, listen to the other side. If you're against abortion, don't just say, oh, yes, these people are just total baby murderers. No, they're making a point about women's rights. And you should, you should deal with that point. And they should deal with your point that, the, that, the, uh, that abortion is a, a willful destruction of innocent human life because it is. It's provably. It probably is. It's very obvious that it is. But they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about that because that would lose them points in the bait. And they, they like little children. They just want what they want. They don't. But what they don't want is the truth. But now people on the right, they will come and say, well, we're in a difficult situation now, but, but don't worry, it'll end well because Jesus wouldn't let us suffer all that much. He, Jesus isn't going to let the evil side win. I think, what planet are you living on, my right-wing friends? Really? Where was Jesus when all these people were being taken off the concentration camps? World War II, a lot of those people were Christian, by the way. And the Jews, well, they were praying to God, right? Not to Jesus, but to God. And the Christians among them, a lot of gypsies, Catholic, right? They were praying to Jesus like never before in their lives, and yet still they ended up in those gas chambers. Well, what do you say about that? What about in China? There's a certain small percentage of people in China who were Christian, and Mao murdered thousands and thousands of them. I'm sure they were praying like never. Where was Jesus then? Get off your Jesus trip. Uh, it's like the old saying goes, uh, God helps those who help themselves. So whether we believe in God or not, you know, this is a battle for us. Don't expect Jesus to come in, you know, the Deus Ex Machina. If you remember your high school drama classes, the God from the machine, Deus Ex Machina, right? And that was kind of a cheap device in plays. The hero of the play, think TV show, because we see this on TV too. The hero, say he's on the edge of a cliff because he's chased by the bad, like a hundred, I don't know, criminals. And he's at the edge of this cliff, and he looks down, and there's a whole pride of lions below. He's like, oh my God, jump from the cliff. Either I die from the fall, or the lions get me, or these people are going to kill me. But then suddenly a helicopter swoops down, you know, and puts down a rope, and he grabs onto it. That's the deus ex machina. It's the god from the machine. In other words, some kind of artificial thing to save a person in the last moment would seem like everything is lost, right? And in some of those plays in, uh, in former times, they would actually have a god or an angel coming down and, you know, grabbing the hero just when he's about to be killed from all sides and sweeping him off. Well, let's not expect that in real life. You know, it can happen, but, you know, don't, don't expect that. So both people on the left and right have to become, I think, more realistic. And I, I'm not an atheist. Don't, don't get that idea because I'm really not. 
but <laughs> I do have at least one foot in the ground, and I don't just believe things because I like to believe them or want to believe them. I think them through. And you think about this Twitter thing and all those people that used to be saying to you, well, no, they have the right to throw a film because it's a private company. Then with a smug look, say, well, you know, after all, you complain that Trump's reinstated, even though he hasn't said anything yet. It'd be interesting the first thing he puts in Twitter. <laughs> I don't think he's put anything in Twitter yet, right? He said, well, he doesn't want to be on Twitter. The day will come when he does, though. Let me make a prediction for you. And I'll bet that message is something big. Even if it doesn't look like it, I'll bet it's bigger than it seems. And it might be something really, really big. Let me just tell you this. If the message, the first message Trump puts out is, my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us, then look out. Because that will go down in history, that line. I don't know if that's going to be it. But if that's it, if he comes back and says, my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us, then things are, big things are close to happening. Just a little thing I want to throw in there at the end. So now I've vented about my, my feelings on these despicable hypocrites with, with Twitter and all my leftist friends there. Be happy that we have freedom of speech again. Elon Musk isn't going to throw you out unless you talk about pedophilia. If it's, if it's illegal in the outside world, it should be illegal on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. But if it's legal in the outside world, and a lot of things are, you can be a neo-Nazi and start spouting off your stupid ideas on a street corner if you want. Uh, don't do that in Jewish neighborhoods, please, because <laughs> you might end up dead and the, your murders will end up in prison. But anyway, we do have freedom of speech and we should value that. And freedom of speech, by the way, is not just protecting what you want to say. It's protecting what everybody wants to say. It's easy to say, oh, everything I say should be sayable. Well, that's a big deal. No, it should be everything that's legal, at least, should be sayable. You should be able to say it because that's what freedom of speech is all about. And if you want to hear somebody speaking really freely, then tune in the next time for me because people, I, I'm like the honest umpire. I call it as I see it. And I don't care what anybody says. As you're going to get views from me that the left isn't going to like or views that the right isn't going to like or the center isn't going to like, I don't care. I think things through. And if you disagree with me, I'm open to your opinion. And I will even invite you to be my guest in this podcast channel when you can defend your viewpoint and we have a friendly little debate and I will treat you well. I won't, you know, I won't insult you or anything like that, I promise, because I have learned some basic manners. My parents, fortunately, saw to that. <laughs> so I thank you for following me on this, The Path of Socrates, and until the next time, bye now. <laughs>